Recording in progress. All right, so we are here now in Parshas Shalach, and we are continuing this series on the Ramban. So I thought this week, um, again, as always, there's just too many Rambans to focus on everything. So I thought what I would do this week is focus on one specific Ramban uh, and tie it into a, a couple of other places where we have Rambans on the same topic. Namely, the topic of being tested, the topic of having to undergo a test. We come up with testing here in this Parshim, in Parshim B'Shalach, in relation to the Mun. The Pasuk says that the Jewish people, after Kriyas Yamsov, so they wanted something to drink, they only had bitter water, so they get the water sweetened out. Then it turns out they have no food, so they're lurching from crisis to crisis. They dealt with the Egyptians, then they have no water, and the next crisis that they have to face is in relation to no nothing to eat. And so the Pasuk tells us that Hashem promises them that they're going to get Man, they're going to get food to eat, they're going to get meat, they're going to have a lot of food. But the Torah says that Hashem is going to give them man, to see, to test them, as to whether or not they are going to be following the dictates of the Torah. So there's a machlekes between Rashi and the Ramban, on what exactly is the test that Hashem is testing out the Jewish people by giving them the man? On the one hand, the Rashi says that the test is simple. Hashem is giving them mitzvahs, hatzluyas b'man. The same way we have mitzvahs, hatzluyas baretz, mitzvahs, hatzluyas b'guf. These are mitzvahs, hatzluyas b'man. What were the mitzvahs, hatzluyas in the man? that they couldn't leave anything over, that they couldn't um, go out and collect it on Shabbos. So they had certain requirements that they had to adhere to with regards to the month. So according to Rashi, the test was whether or not they were going to be adhering to these requirements. That's what it means, the man are you going to be following my dictates, the mitzvahs that I gave you with regards to the man? But the Ramban disagrees. The Ramban says no. The Ramban says you want to know what the test was in relation to the man. The test was not about the test was not about following the dictates of the Torah. That I, or the dictates that Hashem had given about the man. The test was rather, says the Ramban, the test was, what the Rashi says is not correct. Avalhu, the test was, like it says later on in, in Devarim, the Pesach says, Hashem fed you man in the desert, that your forefathers didn't know. In order to afflict you, in order to test you, in order to do good for you in the end. What was the test? 
The test was that they didn't have food. The Jewish people, remember, had to leave Egypt in a hurry. They didn't have provisions now. Sometime after they had already, already left um, Mitzrayim, they are already a month out. They didn't have that much food to go on to sustain them for that much longer. They really had nothing to rely on in the desert except for the month. They never heard about such a thing. They never knew about it. So the test was not, are they going to adhere to the dictates associated with the month, namely not leaving over, going day by day, etc.? No. The test was not having food. And here the Ramban alludes to something. The Pasuk tells us that the man would fall every day and they were, they were desperate for it. The Gemara in Yuma, at the end of Yuma, the Gemara says that uh, the Talmidim asked of Shem why did the man fall every day? Except for Shabbos. Why did the man fall daily? Why didn't the man fall once a year? Imagine if the man fell once a year. How much more productivity you could have. Instead, every day you have to go out and schlep to go get a little bit of man. If the man fell once a year, you could have a savings account of man. You could hold it with your crypto. You could have man, which would presumably last for some bit of time. You could keep it going. You wouldn't have to travel every day to go get the man. You'd be that much more productive with your time. Says the Gemara. So Rabshim Barichai says, I'll tell you an example. You want to know why Hashem didn't give the man once a year? It's a mushal to a king. The mushal to Melech Blasar Vedam that he has one son. If he if he arranges sustenance for his son, the prince, once a year, so then, that's how often he's going to see him. That he's not going to come see his father more than once a year. Because everything's taken care of for him. But if you don't give the prince the ability to rely on his savings account, if he has to worry every day about his daily fear, then guess where he's going to be coming all the time? He's going to be coming to dad. He's always going to be asking for a hand. He's always going to be davening. So to the Jewish people, somebody who had a family, for 40 years, the Jewish people didn't know if the man was going to come tomorrow. Maybe they expected it. It came the other days. But they didn't know. Every day, it was like, well, maybe this will be over. Maybe the man will be over. They're all going to die. So therefore, they were always davening. They were always keeping their hearts attuned to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and davening that they should be provided with further sustenance. So... According to the Ramban, this is part and parcel of the test. The test is not like Rashi, who says that 
the Hashem is testing them to see if they're going to adhere to all the mitzvahs in the month. No. The test is, are you able to deal with a situation where there's uncertainty? Each and every day you have uncertainty in your life. You're living on the edge, literally. And you're being forced to daven. You're being forced to realize that you are entirely reliant upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be able to survive another day. According to the Ramban, this is the test that Hashem is testing them out. Are you going to come out after this time more of a believer in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, more of a davener? That's the test. And they still went out to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the desert despite not having any bread. And this is what the Pasuk means later on in the when it says, This is what Hashem, remember that the path that Hashem took you on for all these 40 years. Because Hashem didn't take you to a place where there was cities and, and markets where you could replenish your provisions. No, you went in the desert to afflict you, to make you realize that you're entirely and wholly reliant upon Him. So, he could have taken them a different way. He could have made the path easier for them, but he chose not to. He chose not to in order to test them to see if they would be become believers in him and there and be faithful to him forever. This is the machlekes between Rashi and the Ramban as to what the purpose of the or, or what is the pshat of the in the word anasenu that. We find here in this week's parsha Mishalach. So now let's extrapolate further. The Ramban in Parshas Vayera talks about the nature of tests and what was the purpose of giving a test. And the Ramban here in Mishalach says that you should look at what I wrote already in Parshas Vayera about the purpose about why we give tests. So even though he says over here the point and the purpose of the test was to increase and enhance. The moon and Akarish Baruchu. He's been sighing over there. Go look at what I wrote in Parz Vayera. Parz Vayera, of course, the famous test, the first time that the Torah mentions a test, is by Avram Avinu. The Basic Savyachad Varm Ela, Velkim Nisuas Avram. Akarish Baruchu tested Abraham. How did Akarish Baruchu test Avram? Of course, the Mice of the Akedah. So the Ramban over there says that the nature of, of a test only exists because a person has total free choice. If a person didn't have total free choice, there'll be no purpose in having a test because the results will be preordained. So as, as, the, uh, as the Ramban says, Indian Hanisayan, A person has total free choice, therefore there, there's a point. There's a purpose, there's a value. Something can be ascertained from the test. So that's Hanacha number one. In order for testing to be valid, you have to have the, 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 the testee, the person being tested, has to have the ability to fail or to pass. It has to be a choice. If the person is guaranteed to fail or to pass, it's obviously pointless to have a test. That's the first Hanacha made by the Ramban. Then the Ramban continues. And he says, 
The test is only a test mitzad ha The test is only a test mitzad the person getting tested. However, but regarding HaKadosh Bochu, regarding HaKadosh Bochu who knows the future, regarding HaKadosh Bochu who knows exactly what the person being tested is going to do, for the HaKadosh Bochu, that's not the point of the test. It's not to find out how a person is going to act. No. HaKadosh Bochu is giving a test in order so that in order to bring something out from potential energy into kinetic energy. Hashem is, as it were, attempting to make something that was just sitting in potential real and, and realizable to actually make it be realized. To take something that was only in the abstract and make it practically manifested in this world. That is the point of uh, from Hakadosh Baruch Hu's perspective of giving a test. It's to bring it out into the world what was latent, right? To make what's latent blatant. All right. So, so the the Rambat continues, and he says, The point of a test is that you shouldn't just be a person with a good heart. You should be a person who actually has done good. Right, it's all nice to be, in theory, a big righteous person, but in practice, to actually have gone through all the hoops to become a righteous person, that's where the challenge lies. And then he says, quoting the Pasuk in Tehillim, that Hashem Tzadik God tests the righteous. When Hashem is dealing with a righteous person, who will keep his dictates, HaKadosh Baruch will test him. And Hashem wants to make him even more righteous. He wants to bring him up the ladder, the rung of righteousness. Such a person Hashem will test. HaKadosh Baruch is not going to test the wicked people, who won't listen anyways. And this is how the Rabban concludes his theory on tests, that all of the tests of the Torah are the Torah's Hamanusa. They're all for the benefit of the one being tested. Not for the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the tester, he knows. He's doing it for you. He's enabling it to take the, the Mikoyach al He's enabling you to get the great good by re- realizing what was only latent. The Ramban here quotes this pasuk in in, uh, in Tehillim, which is interesting. is is also used in the Medrash Rabbah. The Medrash Rabbah also uses this pasuk that Hakadosh Baruch Hu tzadik givchan. Hakadosh Baruch Hu tests the righteous person, and there's a beautiful Medrash on this. The Medrash in Parshas Neach, the Medrash says on this pasuk that Hashem tests the righteous. Says the Medrash. When you take flax, you're only gonna beat your your good flax. If you have a minute, you want to spend some time watching how they used to make flax into into linen. The the flax right it grows, and after it grows, you have to put it outside. You have to keep it outside for some time, so that it gets wet and moldy and sort of um, becomes really 
filled with moisture, which kills out um, all the all the unnecessary fibers. And then after it dries, you beat it. And there's all different levels of beating. There's one, you know, uh, the regular beating, and then there's suching. There's different levels of beating in order to basically take away everything except for the fibers that are going to be left. And those fibers are what you make flax out of, what you make linen out of, what you make linen out of, and clothing and pants and towels and bed sheets and all the stuff that they used to use for it. But you're not gonna beat bad flax that you that you that not gonna have any benefit. The only ones that you're gonna beat are the ones that you can get something out of. Now it looks like you're beating it. It looks like it's terrible. But of course that's the only way to get the linen. Right, we all know the story about how the, the butterfly um, can only fly if it comes out of its chrysalis by pushing its way out. If you open it to help the butterfly out, he will never be able to fly. You've killed him. It's only in the pushing out, it's only in the challenge, it's only in the, in the, in the very difficult, dire straits of being, uh, being forced out in and, 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 and a very difficult circumstance that it's got to push its way through that it learns how to fly. And this is effectively what the measure says. The measure says that if you imagine a person had two cows, you have a strong cow and a weak cow, you're not giving any of your burdens, you're not going to give the big jobs to the weak cow, he can't handle it. You only give the big jobs to the strong cow that can manage it. So this is exactly the point of the Ramban. Why do we have a test? We have a test because of the fact that Hashem is giving us an opportunity. The opportunity is to realize what's latent in our potential, what's just pure potentiality at the moment, and bring that into something that is real, identifiable, manifest itself in practice in this world. That's the point of a test. It's Latavis Hamanusa. Therefore, to bring that back to the man to Paras Mishalach, this applies not only right to one individual person, it's applying in this case to all the Jewish people. The purpose of getting the man in such a way that every day they had to worry about it for a long period of time. Every day they had to be concerned whether they have enough to support their families, to feed their families. The test was learning that that reliance on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The test was being able to deal with the difficult situation of not knowing where your food is coming tomorrow. And nevertheless, Hashlech HaShem Yehavcha, still being able to rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Davint HaKaddish Baruch Hu. That was the test of the man according to the Ramban, which enables the Jewish people who came out of Egypt, perhaps were not on the highest of levels, according to Chazal, certainly, and therefore go up rung after rung in heights of spirituality attained precisely because they were forced into this difficult situation on a daily basis that they just didn't know what tomorrow would bring. And they were forced, therefore, to daven. They were forced, therefore, to rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to hope and to put their faith and trust in Him. That, I think, is a fair characterization 
of the approach of the Rambam. Now what I wanted to do is contrast that with the approach of the Rambam. The approach of the Rambam in the Mar Nebuchim, in Chel Gimel, the Rambam discusses various different time mitzvahs, various different uh, um, points, and one of the things he discusses in chapter 24, he discusses tests. What's the point of a test? And he said the Torah talks about testing six times, right, by Avram, by the Man, by uh, Navi Shekhar. Um, the Torah talks about, in these various places, also by Ma'an Torah, the Torah talks about tests. And the Rambam opens up his discussion. Inyan hanisoyin gamkein mesupek me'oid. This is from the greatest sfekis. This is from the greatest uncertainties in all of the Torah. Tests. Why we have to undergo them. And the Rambam says that the common trope, the approach of the commoners, the approach of most people, is that HaKadosh Baruch gives a test in order to increase your reward, he gives you the ability to take things that were only latent, and by forcing you to realize them, you are able to thereby enhance and increase your schar and dilemmas. So that's the reason for giving a test. What most people think about the reason that Hashem gives tests. Is gives you all these problems. Even without a sin, just in order to be able to enhance your schar. However, the Rambam doesn't like this approach. This approach, as we just saw, is the approach of the Ramban. The approach of the Ramban is Hashem is giving you a test in order to be able to manifest, right? in order to be able to, 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 to realize what was just lying in the potential. And if you realize what's lying in the potential, if you, in, in, in reality, if you make it real and manifest it in reality, then you thereby increase the person's schar. You thereby increase the righteousness of that person. That's the approach of the Ramban. The Rambam says he doesn't like it. In his words, that's not really clear from the Torah at all. But rather, he says, I think it's the opposite. I think I think there's a different reason for why the Torah gives tests. Oh, and I should point out that the Ramam thinks that if you say this, you're essentially attributing something negative to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so to say that he's giving people problems, he's giving people tests, and those tests are causing them massive issues, but they haven't done anything wrong, according to the Rambam, defectively you're saying HaKadosh Baruch is doing stuff that are evil. He's doing stuff that are bad. You can't attribute that to Hashem. Hashem is a novel. Hashem didn't do anything... He's perfect. <coughs> so if he's perfect, he's obviously only doing perfect things. And that would mean that the test 
which is undeserved and unwanted, would be not correct. So according to the Rambam, the approach of the Ramban to test doesn't work, doesn't hold water. So what then is the approach of the Rambam to tests? Says the says the Rambam in the Maranavuchim, I think that the reason the Torah is giving a test is because of the fact that what HaKadosh Baruch was trying to do is he's trying with by utilizing the test is to show the person that's being tested how to act, how to think, and to show the world or whoever's aware of the person being tested and the test of the appropriate way to act and to be. So again, according to the Ramam, the point of the test can't be that, again, we're not talking about a situation where somebody's done a bad thing, where in which case the test may be just a result of the punishment for whatever the person has done. Right, the Ramban would agree with that too. If a person's a bad person and, and, and has a difficult situation, you could say, okay, that's a punishment. We're talking about a different situation. We're talking about somebody who's a good person. Why is this person confronting a test? According to the Ramban, it's to be enhancing their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's to be giving them additional reward. It's to be taking what lies only in the potentiality of their soul and manifesting that in reality. According to the Rambam, no. According to the Rambam, if you say that the whole point of a test is just to increase the person's reward, it sounds like you're attributing something negative to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he's giving negative things or punishments to folks that don't deserve it. Again, you could argue, you could understand theoretically, why would that have to be true? Why don't you just simply say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the owner of the world? He is decided that this is the best thing for the person, life in the next world. So in fact, he's not hurting the person, he's actually helping him. It's just with our very limited gaze. It's just with our very narrow lens that we think that he's harming him, that he's doing bad for him. If we would open up our gaze to infinity, if we would have the lens of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we would say, oh, it's fantastic, give me more negative things, because I see it's only a benefit for me. But that's how the Rambam comes off it. He says that to attribute that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing terrible things to people, just in order to enhance the schar, is in effect attributing avel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ain't avel. It's tzadik v'yashar. So we can't do that. So what then is the Rambam's great approach? What is his solution to explain why it is that Hashem is testing us? Says the Rambam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is testing people in order to teach them how to act they could be a good person, but they don't yet know how to act. And this is not for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's benefit. He knows 
everything. He knows exactly what you're going to do, not do. There's no question about it. It's only for the benefit of the person and for those around him to see what a person should do in these circumstances. Now, you might say, well, why is that less capricious? Why is that less oval? How is that less of a, of a negative thing? At the end of the day, you're saying to me that I'm getting this test in order to learn better how to act, in order so that the others around me seeing me going through this test, so they also should be able to learn better how to act. How's that any better? How's that any less of a? I think it's a fair question. But that is what the Rambam says. He says, He says, And after I've told you this, that the whole idea of this test is that everyone should learn how to better behave. I will tell you that that's what's going on by the Mun. That's what's going on in Parsha B'Shach in our Parsha. What did the Pasuk mean when the Pasuk said, The Torah says, I'm going to test you to see what's going on in your heart. The test of the Mun was so that the world around the Jewish people would understand how we dealt with with the lack of food in the desert. That we should become a foursome in the world, should become known in the world around, at that time in the desert, that those who are one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem will sustain them in ways that you can't imagine. In ways that are abnormal, in ways that are unnatural, Hashem will sustain you. That was the lesson of the test. The lesson of the test was to teach the world something. And this will be the lesson by our Sinai. This will be the lesson in every test, says the Ramam. Is to teach the, te- the, the person being tested and the world around that's aware of the test what is appropriate, how one should be acting. So, in the case of the Mun, the Jewish people are facing a situation and ends up being 40 years without normative food. They're in a desert. So, the world learns, as the Jewish people learn, that if you are reliant on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you are close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will sustain you. That's the lesson of the test of the man. So you hear a difference between that and the Ramban. According to the Ramban, the test of the man was for each person who was Nebuch, worried about what's his family going to do tomorrow. So he's davening. He's begging Hashem to help him. The test was to become close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the travails, through not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. According to the Rambam, it's not so much the davening. The test is that you should realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sustains those that are close with him, and moreover, or more importantly, that everybody else who's watching and aware of this becomes aware that Karzboch who sustains those that are close to him. What that therefore means, it seems to me, is that the test is almost less important in this sort of narrative for the person being tested. Yes, he, there's, a, there's a point to that person being tested, but there's an additional point that's almost as important, 
which is all the surrounding people that are aware, all the surrounding nations that are aware, that they should all learn this lesson as well. That is the point of, of, uh, of how the Rambam understands the test of the man. And he then goes through Seriyadim to these other examples in relation to um, a false prophet, in relation to Mount and Torah, the Torah uses the, the word, HaKadosh Baruch is going to test you, and the reason HaKadosh Baruch was testing you is in order so that the world around should learn the appropriate behavior or how HaKadosh Baruch takes care of his people, etc. So, so the, 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 the Rambam continues, and he says, I have a problem. At the end of the day, if you look in Parshas Akev, over there the Pazik says that the, the what do you call, the Hamachil Chamon Bamidba Shalidan Avisecha, the Mana Nuscha, the Mana Seisecha, Leitivcha Bacharisecha. The Pazik seems to suggest that the reason for the test was in order to be able to give you good. Like the Ramban said, when you're going through the man, right, you're going through this test on a daily basis to see if you're going to uh, daven, to see if you're going to um, remain close to Hashem. But the goal of the test was to give you a big Olam Haba. The goal of the test was Hashem Tzadikivchan. The goal of the test is to, is to get a higher place in the world to come, to get all the good. Whereas according to the Rambam, the whole point of the test was not to get any particular good in, in the heavens. That, that, that sounds um, like a novel. Let's say I don't want it. But rather, to, to learn to, for myself and to teach the world about the proper mode of action of how to behave. Okay? If that's true, says the Rambam, then what do I do with this Pesach in Parzegev? The Pesach says, that I'm testing you in order to be able to give you good at the end. That sounds exactly like the Ramban, not like the Rambam. So the, the Rambam is aware of that question, and he's bothered by it also. But he thinks that he tries to fetch his way around and say, look, what it means is just really reiterating what we've already said before. It's not really saying anything new. Um, that that's, that's was his, his uh, initial attempt. Um... And then he says that doesn't necessarily mean like anything sort of in the in the next world. It's simply a way of inoculation. So in the same way, today we have all these debates about vaccines, but the basic idea is you have to go through the school of hard knocks in order to be able to be successful in life. Anyone who has had a charmed existence, who's never had to go through any travails and troubles, is not going to be able to find real success. It's going through difficulty in life that is going to make a person be able to be successful. Says the, Ra- the Rambam, that's what it means, that in the end, you're going to be able to be you're going to be able to become strong and, and be willing to fight as a result of the fact that you have to deal with the hardships in the Midbar, including not having food on a daily basis. Remember at the beginning of this expression, right? What Hashem didn't want to send them 
the short way. Why? The people will be scared. When they see a war, they're going to go back. So this is not a battle-tested people. But after being in the desert for a significant amount of time, after having lived on a daily basis, hand-to-mouth, and being always nervous, they began to realize and to learn how to become reliant on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, as a result of that learning, they were then able to manage to conquer the land of Israel without running back to Mitzrayim. They, they could simply not have managed to go out on day one. Again, they weren't meant to be in the desert for 40 years, but certainly they were going to be in the desert for, for a considerable period of time, regardless before <coughs> before the second year when they when they when they did the head of the Miraglim. And even that amount of time, not having them not having food every day, that changes a person. That makes a person more aware and wholly uh, cognizant of the fact that they are reliant on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it was only after being a little bit battle tested in that regard that they were going to be able to go into the land of Canaan and go be willing to fight. But at the beginning of this week's parish of Bishach, they're still unwilling to do that. They're still unable to, to, to be sustained in a war. They're going to run right back home to Egypt, where they've been for hundreds of years. Then the, the, the Rambam continues and he says, as I said, this is the whole reason for Harsinai of next week. Right over there, Kodesh Baruch says, I'm going to come down at Harchor, I'm going to come down at Harsinai to test you. What's the test? Again, the test is that you should get to know me and believe in me with such a deep emuna that later on when I'm going to send false prophets, you shouldn't follow after them. So it's, again, it's an element of learning how to act and being able to inculcate that in oneself and in one's surroundings such that the whole world will become aware of our faithfulness in the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we won't be susceptible to their sort of pagan ideas, idolatries, and ideologies. According to the Rambam, and this is how he... Um, this is how he sort of continues or, or, or concludes this section on testing. He then turns around to talk about the, the Akedah. Right, the first time that the Torah mentions the test. And here, he seems to be, again, using his idea that he said that the point of the test is to learn how to act, to teach the world how to act, and then applying it in, in two different ways in relation to the Akedah by Avraham Avinu. The first, which is um, sort of almost more secondary, is that what Avraham Avinu teaches us is that a Navi, Hagami got the Nevuah in the middle of the night while he was sleeping, is so enthralled with that Nevuah is so much a believer in what he saw that he'll go to the end of the world no matter the sacrifice in order to realize that prophecy. You can't tell him, oh, but you were sleeping, you didn't know, what. maybe you misunderstood, maybe you misheard. No. The idea of prophecy, we should understand as 
the descendants of Avram, but the world around should understand, is so real that a person will give anything up who has undergone a nevuah to make sure that his nevuah will be realized. It's like, he had no choice. He must go out to do um, to do the Akedah. And that teaches us in the world about the power of Nevoah and what Nevoah is it ought to be and what Nevoah was. The second thing that the Rambam says is that what it shows us is Ad Kedekach. How far does the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu go? How far does the fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu go? Avram Avinu waited his entire life to have this boy. He finally has him. Avram and Sarah finally have this boy at the very, very old age of, of 190 years old. This boy is now 37 years old. And they're told, in what seems to be, an absolutely impossible to understand command to go and sacrifice him. So Avram goes to fulfill this command, but he doesn't go in a sort of an immediate uh, reaction and check him. That's not what happens. They ask him, Avram, Avram does get up right away in the morning, but he travels for a few days till he gets to the place. During that time, what do you think he's thinking about? He's presumably thinking about the absurdity of all of it. Here, he's been promised a son, this son, for so many years. And now the son is finally born to him. And he's lived a nice life. And he's in Shaduchim. And now you tell me time to kill him. Right? I mean, it's like the... It's like in Lakewood, right? It's too much fun. It's almost out of the freezer, right? He's he's about to go into Shaduchim. What are you doing? Now, we t- now it's time to kill him? The whole thing just seems arbitrary, capricious. doesn't make any sense. So Avram Avinu has a few days to meditate and contemplate over how absurd this is. And it doesn't stop him. It doesn't stop him at all. He goes right on ahead and does it, or was willing to do it. Says the Rambam. What this is teaching us, what it taught Avram, what it teaches us, the readers, what it, teaches all, what it taught all the world, is Vivait does one's fear and love of a Kodesh Baruch Hu have to go. The point of the test is not to enhance Avram's Ganeden. Right? The Torah says, Says the Ram, the point of the test is not simply to uh, you know, make Avram have a, have, have a bigger Ganeda. No, that's not the point of the test. The point of the test was to teach all of us for generations for, forward, all the way till today, how one sacrifices of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How one has to have Ava Fakarish Brahu, how one has to have Yurafakarish Brahu, how one has to follow God's dictates no matter where they take us. That's the lesson of the Akeda. That was the point of the test. Avram didn't do this for a reward. He didn't do this for a bigger Ganadin. Avram didn't do it because he was afraid of punishment. Says the Ram, Avram did it simply because of his Ava and Yiras Hashem. 
because Hashem had told him to do it. And this is the lesson that we are supposed to see in each and every test. So, it would seem to me, based upon what we said until now, that another way or another place that we would be able to see whether or not, or the, see how the theory plays out of the difference between the Rambam and the Ramban would be by Eov, right? So you, you follow what we've been until. Right? We've talked about the Akedah, and we've talked about the Mun as being the two primal sort of situations. But as the Rambam said, and presumably the Ramban would agree, it applies to all the examples of testing in the Torah. The test of Avram, according to the Ramban, right, was to bring it Mikarechel HaPayel, to, to be L'Tavis HaMenusa, to give a benefit to Avram. Hashem Tzadikivchan. Avram is the biggest Tzadik. Hashem wants to give him more schar. So he gives him an impossible test to really enhance his Olam Haba. In the same way for the Jewish people, in regards to the Man and the, and the Midbar. But that's not how the Ramban understands That's not how the Rambam understands it. According to the Rambam, the whole point of the test of Avram Avinu was not to enhance Avram's Olam Haba. If that is true, it's sort of by the by. No, the point of the test of the Akedah is to teach Avram and to teach the world the proper modalities of how to act for generations to come. And of course, that's the same in relation to the Mun. The point of the Mun is to teach to us and to the world what it is when somebody is close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how he sustains us. It's a very different a very different world. Very different kind of a test. The way the Ramban understands it versus the way the Rambam understands it. And so you would think that Lishitasam, Eob should be a good example of how it plays out. Why is that? Because we know that the Pazi tells us in Eob that he was a good man. Right? There was nobody like him. Ishtam. Right? Eob was a Tam Vyasha. He was a perfect person. There was nobody like Eov, such a good person. Now, the Rambam deals with Eov also in Chelet Gimel. They're right before he deals with this chapter on tests, he deals with this chapter on Eov. And, you know, in the Kol Kisve of the Ramban, there are all these books that are supposedly authored by the Ramban. But if you go through the introductions of each book, you see that it's not very clear that these books were written by the Ramban. They were certainly written by Rishonim, no doubt. But were they written by the Ramban? Not so clear. Maybe by people from the Ramban's vicinity, the Ramban's yeshiva, the Ramban's rabbeim. Each book has a different shalshal, sakabod. It's all very interesting and not for right now. But the safer that the Ramban wrote on Eov, that, that is considered to be of historical truth and, and no, no, no real question as to authorship. So if you look at the Ramban's introduction to Eov, you see that the Ramban is aware of, the, of what Eov represents, right? Because at the end of the day, when you have somebody who sinned, it's easy to say that whatever troubles he has, whatever tests he gets in life, are related or attributable to the sins. And it's also easy to say 
that there's almost nobody in the world who's ever not sinned. There's no people that don't sin. Everyone sins. Everyone's a little bit a sinner. Rabbi Olam the Gemara Shabbos tells us there's only four people that never sin, right? They still die with but almost no one in the world has ever not sinned, right? Shiva Pam Yipotzadik become, right? We know that uh, even the most righteous people fall many times. This is a, a trope, a common trope that we all know is fundamentally true. Everyone has a moment. The moments are different by different people, but no one is perfect. That's part of what life's about, is perfecting ourselves. So, in a sense, this question never really comes up about what's the point of a test, right? Because every time you have a test that happens in your life, instead of saying, I coach broke, why'd you do this to me? You can just simply say, well, <laughs> look at your pecula. Look at what you've been doing wrong. And you can attribute everything to all the things that you've done incorrect. So, so long as you can attribute what you've done incorrectly to perhaps being the reason or the cause for why you're suffering through whatever test it is, so there's really no, no, no issue. It's a non-issue. There's nothing left to discuss in that sense. But sometimes we know that something just doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. Either because there's clearly nothing that has been done wrong. Right? The classic example of that is the babies being incinerated, gassed, and burned in the Holocaust. Absolutely nothing is done wrong by these babies. They are literally never sinned. They're literally uh, uh, babes, you know, children nursing at their mother. There's nothing possible they could have ever committed that was wrong. But you can also say, look, okay, so I have, uh, <laughs> like the Gemara says, you know, you have to be title of this, this, and this, and okay, you don't have anything, okay, be title of the Torah. Okay. But relatively speaking, a person can sort of say, like, all right, I can understand X kind of a test for Y kind of a sin, but Z kind of a test? How is that in any way possibly fair? And these are questions that we all fixate on, focus on at different points in our life. And, of course, Eov's friends and their conversations with him and their responses to him all take on various uh, ways of approximating the idea that, Eov, you're not such a good guy. You're not such a Tom Vyasher. You really aren't as special as you think. But the question of the Ramban and the Ramban both are dealing with is what happens if Eov really is that special? In other words, what happens if he's really the perfect person? So, you, what you would have expected is that the Rambam should say, Eov is an example for all of us. He's an example for how to behave when one is tested to the absolute limits. When one has a entire family be killed and loses one's entire fortune and is afflicted by the most worst maladies. May he's never bear Hashem. A lesson for everyone to how to act. Or, you can say like the Ramban, that this is all about 
enhancing Eos Oilam Haba. Gives them a bigger and bigger Oilam Haba by having such a difficult life. After all, if you look at the Pasuk there in Eov, after Hashem says, Look at my Eov, isn't he such a good guy? The Satan comes along and the Satan says, And the Satan says, you think Eev's not <laughs> such a good guy for nothing? <laughs> Look what you gave him. You gave him a whole fantastic world. He's so wealthy. He's got such a great family. He's got everything. He's got everything in the world. What, you expect him to be not a good guy? So Hashem says, alright, listen, you can take it all away. Just don't kill him. So, at the end of the day, the rest of the story of Yehov plays out that everything does get taken away. So the Ramban could say it's all being taken away in order to enhance his, his Ganeidim. But in reality, it seems to me that the Ramban and the Ramban don't take their approaches that we've just laid out. I don't understand 100% why. But if you go to the Ramban and the and the Ramban seems to say that with regards to Yehov, which he sort of, in a sense, vacillates a little bit because he does quote the Chazals that say that Eov um, perhaps was not 100% uh, um, clear in his amuna. Maybe he said things that were inappropriate. But the Rambam seems to go with the approach of Eliu where he basically says, and Eliu talking all about the Leviathan and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he says effectively this, that at the end of the day, if you want to live a happy life, these are not questions that are going to be answered. If you want to live a happy life, you have to know that his way is not our way. That he's so beyond. His supernal ways are so beyond us, we can never get an answer that works. And that seems to be, at least in my read of those chapters in the Marnavukim, that seems to be how the Rambam, in effect, concludes his approach to Eov. Which is, as I say, a bit odd, because then he immediately goes to testing and talking about his approach to tests. So I'll leave it at that in regards to the Rambam. But in regards to the Ramban, it's, it's similar. The Ramban, the Ramban also seems to be partial to the approach of Eliu. And he seems to be partial to the idea of Gilgulim. That He's also relating, in a sense, like the Rambam, that maybe Eov is not 100% blameless and perhaps didn't do 100% correct things in previous existences. And therefore, this is somehow relating to that. And that's how sometimes you can explain suffering that makes no sense for this world, for this sort of existence that we're aware of right now. But within the panoply of time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu occupies, it makes more sense. It makes perfect sense. It's our lack of awareness of it that causes us to ask these very complex questions. So, hopefully that's a bit of a, a summary uh, onto the approach, the two very different approaches of the Ramban and the Rambam as to the nature of testing and has how it applies to our parish in relation to the man. Have a good Shabbos. Shabbos.